Our scripture reading this morning is going to come from the book of Psalms. Psalm number 91, if you want to turn there. Again, in the book of Psalms, in the 91st division, uh, the 91st Psalm that we want to read to you this morning. And mark that spot for just a moment. Psalm chapter 91, and I want to turn back into the New Testament for just a minute. To the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 1. 2 Timothy, chapter 1, if you want to turn to those two places. Psalm 91 and 2 Timothy, chapter 91. Excuse me, 2 Timothy chapter 1, Psalm 91. I want you to think about what you do when you're in trouble. I, there's no doubt, even the children here this morning either have learned or are going to continue to learn. When you're in trouble and you got your phone with me, you're supposed to pick up your phone and dial 911. It's what you do when you're in trouble. I've seen times when parents will reach to their children and they'll take an item away from them and it's a choke hazard. They're worried about maybe this child doing something and choking on that. And the child is absolutely oblivious that there's danger. So the parents are just trying to protect a child. Do you ever wonder in your life what all God has protected you from, even what you couldn't see? God has taken care of us. God has kept us. And God has protected us. From all the elements, or even right now, there's the element of rain that's going on around us. And you're protected. One, if it's a light rain, you can be protected from the rain falling on you by standing under a tree. You've got trees kind of hovering over the building. Maybe if the trees aren't enough, then thankfully you've got a nice tin roof and a, uh, a church gabled area that will protect you from the rain that's falling down from the trees. There is no roof, then that's fine. You got an umbrella. If the umbrella doesn't work, fine. You got a raincoat on. Raincoat don't work, that's fine. You got a long sleeve on. Long sleeve don't work, then well, all of a sudden your skin's going to get wet. We have a lot of things protecting us. Now, an umbrella is not going to do you much good if it's a hurricane. I think you would understand the idea that it depends on the severity of the elements, is depending on the strength of what you need to protect you. Now don't get me wrong, I believe there are some things in life that are easier to handle than others. But I believe there are some things in our life that are much harder than other things to be able to deal with. Folks, in all of these things, from the least unto the greatest, we need God. But I ask you a simple question this morning, and I want you to look here in 2 Timothy chapter 1. What have you given to God to protect you? Verse 12 says this. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed. No matter what, what Paul is telling Timothy here is, he says, I'm enduring. I'm going to endure because God's greater than my obstacles and my adversaries that are ahead of me. For he said, I am not ashamed. He said, I'm not ashamed to be hurting. I'm not ashamed of who I am and where I am. For I know in whom I am believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. <clears throat> what have you given to God to protect you from? What have you asked God to take care of? So I want to go back into the Old Testament in Psalms 91 for just a minute. When you dial 911, 
you have Psalms 9, 1 to make up 91 and in verse 1. You want to talk about a 911 call? Listen to this. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. This morning, when you see the capital letters, that's talking about some specific individual person. Notice what the psalmist is talking about here is that God is, in that second verse, he said not only is he a refuge, he is also a fortress. And we're going to talk about those in just a minute. But I want to go back to that first verse in Psalms 91 for just a minute. What have you committed unto God? Have you committed to God to take care of you and to provide for you what you need in life? God's going to take care. What is it you need? You may need comfort. Comfort's not something you're going to get from a doctor. You're going to get from some kind of a local store or you're going to get in a restaurant. Comfort comes from God. And we're going to see here this morning that there are things in our life that we need God's help in. Notice what he said. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. What is a shadow? A shadow just simply means that we have found a place that we can get relief from the sun or when the sun's beaming down. How many of you recall the story of Jonah? Remember when God told Jonah that he needed to go to Nineveh? Jonah said, I'm not going to do it. Jonah said, I'm not going to go preach to those people. That's not what he wanted to do. Matter of fact, the story tells us that there was a great fish that swallowed Jonah up. And for three days he spent in there. And finally Jonah surrendered to God said, God, I'll go. Jonah went into the city, preached repentance. And regardless of whether people hear the message or not, Jonah goes back in and he sits down. And you know what God did? The Bible says that God caused a gourd to begin to grow. And do you know what that gourd represented? It says that that gourd provided a shadow for Jonah to sit under. I don't know about you, but I believe from the smallest things in life to the greatest things in our life, God will supply what we need only when we become obedient. Folks, this morning, I don't want you to think that there's not importance for us that we need to obey and be obedient to God. What do you need to do? I'm not going to prompt you and tell you what you need to do. I'm not here to tell people how to live their life. God's Word will do that. I'm not here to tell you when you need to get saved. God's Spirit will do that. I'm not here to tell you all of these things. God's will is between you and God. What I am here to tell you this morning is this. Do you believe that God protects? Maybe that is our title this morning, God Protects. Do you believe that if you become obedient that God will protect you and guide you? For he said in that second verse there, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. Notice what he says. He says, whosoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. He is going to be a refuge and a fortress. Now there's a lot of people that want to, to find comfort in this world. Now, you may think that you're just passing through here this morning. You may have got here around 10 or 11 o'clock. You're hoping to be out here by 12. You're just kind of passing through. And may God, you send a gourd about us or let us live in your shadow for a little while. You've heard me say this over and over again. This is a place that I feel like I can get away from the elements of this world. And let me tell you something. It is a wicked world out there. We are under attack. We are under such scrutiny of being religious and being abiding by the word of God that I find refuge in a place like this. 
But you know what I do believe? I don't believe that the church on a Sunday morning for two hours is the only time nor the only place that we can find comfort. Folks, we find comfort and protection all the days of our life. So therefore, you don't have to just come in and live holy and righteous and then say, okay, I can find protection and then go out and others. He said, no. He said, I will dwell. And you know what that word dwell means? He says, for he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, that means a person that makes their home there. Let me ask you this. Do you believe there's a difference in living with a person and going visiting with a person? Uh, Yeah, there's a big difference in that preacher. Obviously, we know there's two different things. But you know what this morning? How many people want to visit church and say, God, let me just visit you for an hour or two and that's all I need. They don't want God in their life. They just want to be able to say they met with God. Folks, I will give you some very, very strong encouragement and words from the Word of God. You need God every day of your life. Don't just visit with God. You need to live with God. You need to dwell, as he said there, in the secret place of God. The most high. You know what the most high means? It's supreme. It's kind of what we would say our supreme court, the highest uh, of it all. When we talk about dwelling with God, we are talking about the one that controls the gourds. We're talking about the one that provides a shadow. We're the one that's going to talk about here in the second verse that is going to, to give us refuge and a fortress. For he says, he shall abide under the shadow in other words, uh, this, this, this protection that he is going to give us, and he is going to give it uh, un- the shadow of the Almighty. El Shaddai, as we might also interpret that, means that we serve an all-powerful God. What can God not do for you? What can God not do? When we say that God protects us and God provides for us, as we've talked about already this morning, if God protects, name me one thing that God cannot protect you from. Yea, though I walk through the valley in the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. Folks, even the greatest thing that we might even call death, guess who is there? God is. He can protect us. He said, I'm not afraid of that because you are there with us. He said, Yea, though I walk through the valley in the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Here in Psalms chapter 91. 2 Timothy chapter 1 there in verse 12 he says, for he says, I know, he said, in whom I have believed. He said, I know that I have committed uh, unto these things unto the Lord. And he said, the Lord's going to take care of them. And notice what he said in Psalms 91. He says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. You know what I believe the psalmist here is saying? That there's a personal testimony that he has. Let me ask you something. Do you have your own personal testimony about how the Lord's taking care of you? We've gotten so silent about so many things in our life. But you know what? Today we all should have our own personal experience about a gourd. I keep going back to Jonah. But we ought to have our own personal experience how we became obedient and God put us in a shadow. You know that very first experience I had was, uh, was, was a spring night. I was in the middle of revival at church and uh, that's when I got saved. You know what? All of a sudden out of the elements that were hurting and the elements that were bothering me, God changed and He sent a shelter about me and I felt saved. You know what? God saved my soul that night and when God saved my soul he changed me. When God saves your soul, has he, have you ever experienced anything in your life where God has delivered you for he says I will say of the Lord your own personal testimony, your own personal experience you've had and, and what is it you have to say about the Lord? 
Again, I've said before that, that, that opinions are not short anymore. People are full of opinions and they'll voice them and that's okay. But you know what? I believe the world needs to hear our opinion of God and what He's done for us. The world needs to hear that we once were, were, were exposed to the elements of sin and all of a sudden God sent a protection about us. It's the blood of His Son Jesus. Folks, once we're under the blood of Jesus, we are safe and secure. And you know what? We're safe and secure on the wrath of God and the very pits of hell. Are you protected this morning. God protects and I believe in that for he said I will say of the Lord you know what I love about that it doesn't worry about what everybody else says well I, church is not that important for me or this is more important for me or we've got this to take care of you know what it really comes down to whom do ye say that I the son of man am who do you say this morning what's your thoughts what's your opinion I'm not worried about other churches I'm not worried about other people I have to worry about getting my own house in order my own place my own life what what about you? What do you think this morning? I will say of the Lord. What do you have to say about the Lord this morning? You know, more people talk about the the, uh, the elements that God has put them out in instead of what God has taken them away from. But God has protected us. God has sent shadows in us. And that's why he said, I will say of the Lord. Notice what he said. He is. Man, don't you just know this morning how wonderful it is for you just to say he is? He is this morning. That's, it's not that God was or God is going to be. How many of you can stand up this morning and say, He is? You know, this morning I can stand here before this gathering of people and I can tell you, He is. Present tense. Not past tense and we're living in the good old days. Not about what's going to happen, but I'm talking about right here, right now. He is my refuge. Anybody else want to join in this morning and say amen that yes, He is my refuge. And not only is He my refuge, He said, He is my fortress. He says, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. You know what a refuge is, don't you? It's a place of rest and it's a place of security. If you've got something that's important and it's, and it's not really secure, and what I mean by secure is, Secure means nobody can bother, nobody can get to it. You know what today? What you've given to God, there is nobody able to take it away from Him. You, he, we know what we have committed unto Him. What have you given to God? For He says, He is my refuge, and He also says, He is my fortress. You know what a fortress is, don't you? It's a stronghold. It's a tower of defense. You know what a tower is, don't you? You know how this works is that you and I, we can't see things because we're down here in this element. But what happens in a tower is that the, the idea around here used to be kind of like a fire tower. They would rise up above so that they could see and the smoke would come up and they could see things that maybe that nobody else knew was going on. And the idea of a tower is, is that instead of the enemy sneaking upon you, they would build a tower and somebody could warn you that the enemy's coming. If I told you that an enemy is going to be here in 30 minutes, you can board up the windows and the doors and you can kind of put a pew in front of the door. We can kind of blockade and kind of barricade up, you might even say, this place. But you know what God does? I believe God is not only a refuge, He's our fortress. God sees everything. Nobody's sneaking up on God. There is nothing in your life that has happened. And I want to say this very carefully. And there is nothing in your life that is going to happen that is going to catch God by surprise. I want you to ponder that for just a minute. How many surprises have you had in your life? 
Oh, we've had lots of surprises and some of them are good, some of them are bad. Lots of surprises, lots of things have happened. But you know what? God is our, not only is He our refuge, He is also our fortress. You see today, that's what God is for you and for me. He is our refuge and He is our fortress. He's looking out for us. He sees us. But He said there right before that, He is our refuge. If you go back into the book of Joshua chapter uh, 20, you can see that it talks about those six cities of refuge that have been appointed. You know the whole purpose of those, and I'm not going to read about these six um, cities of refuge, but in, in Joshua chapter 20 and in the third verse, it says that the slayer that killeth any persons unawares and unwillingly, he may flee thither. In other words, if a person goes through something they didn't mean to happen, but it happened, there's somewhere they can go. Is there anybody here today that has chosen to be a sinner? It's not true. We did not choose to be sinners. In the womb of our mother in sin, we were conceived. We do not choose sin. We're going to give in to sin, we're going to succumb into sin, and we're going to succumb into the punishment of sin. But when we get our, find ourselves in a place, where do we go? For here's what, the way this would happen. If a person committed a crime and there was, a, per, there was a, a death that occurred, the family would go after that person. Even if it was unintentional, they would still come after that person. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. If you took somebody else's life, even accidentally, they would come after you to take your life. But here's the thing about these cities of refuge. When death was chasing and death was chasing and death was chasing, you could run into a city and then all of a sudden those that were seeking after you, they couldn't cross into those city limits. They had to stop on the outside and they had to wait. You know what they had to wait for? They had to wait. As long as the high priest was in the city and alive, people couldn't come in. So you know what they wanted to do? We're going to wait on the high priest to die. And then when that uh, priest is dead, then we can go in and we can get you. But you know what about our high priest? He is alive forevermore. Our high priest, Jesus Christ, will never die another death. He's alive. We've got somewhere that we can flee to, a city of refuge that we can run to. And you know what? Those that are chasing after us, we can find safety and security in all six of these cities of refuge that you read about there in Joshua chapter 20. And out of all of these cities, it says, And when he flees in those cities, standing at the gate of the city, he shall declare his cause in the ears of the elders of that city. They shall take him in the city and give him a place that he may dwell among them. And that's why he talks about it. The avenger blood comes after them. He said, I want you to notice what happened. He said, they cannot harm him. But does that mean this morning that we're under attack? Let me ask you something. I'm going to get personal with you this morning. Do you ever feel like your life is under attack? And what I mean by that is, do you have something God wants? Absolutely. If you're here and you've never been saved, God wants to keep you right where you are. If you're here and you've been saved, I do know this. God cannot take, excuse me, Satan and evil cannot take away your salvation experience, but they sure take away the joy of it. So this morning when we talk about what have we committed to God that He's going to protect us from, is God going to protect us from all that we have? For notice what He says in this third verse. So let's ask ourselves before we start reading here in verse 3, how does God protect us? Let's read beginning in verse 3. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers. And under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. Thou shalt, be, thou shalt not be afraid. 
for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. I want you to see this morning in these few verses, beginning in verse 3, down to that 8th verse we read to you there, is that God takes us out of the very snares of Satan himself. That's what that third verse says. And he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. That doesn't mean just from the area of it. That means you've already been caught. You know what, folks? There was a time in our life if we've been saved, hell got a hold of us. And it did. It had a grip on us. You know what? There's a lot of sin. There's a lot of evil that's going on right now. And it's got a grip on people. Do You know what? It's a silent killer. If I can use that phrase, a silent killer, sin is a silent killer. It's People have so quietly just fallen into sin that they found their joy and happiness in sin. But it is a destroyer. And it says here that the God that he served, this, that this one that we're talking about, this El Shaddai, he said he came along and he, he took me out of this snare and delivered thee from the snare. Who is this snare? He says, of the perilous. And it says, excuse me, sure delivered thee from the snare of the fowler, which this fowler that he's talking about there is one that's it's a trapper of birds. You know what it means, don't you? That just means somebody's purpose. If a, if a fisherman wants to fish, trappers want to trap, right? That's their purpose. That's their mission. He said there's, there's the whole purpose of evil is trying to snare us. And of the fowler, and it says, and from the noisome pestilence, which means these are things that are deadly. Folks, today, name me something that is more deadly than sin. You know, today it's the image that we have of the world that's consuming all these things and they're silently consuming all the poison that's going to kill them. But I want you to notice what he says even in that fourth verse. God today, uh, he's, going to, he's going to protect us. When I say today that God protects, notice how he protects. And he shall cover thee with his feathers. You know, the, the scriptures teach us in the New Testament, Jesus said, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how that he would have protected you. He said God wants to protect us. And he says, he shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. In other words, God's going to send that protection. Is there anybody here this morning that's ever felt like that God just had his wings over you and God took care of you? Uh, folks, today I can't tell you how many times in my life I might have been staring right at death. I might have been staring at some of the most horrific people that, that I didn't even know existed. But you know what? I've never felt unsafe. Why? Because God just puts his arms around us. God puts his wings around us and he protects us. For people that are outside of that, that's the ones that I fear today because they're outside of that ark. Yeah, let me tell you this. There's a difference in the mood on the inside of the ark of Noah than there was on the outside. Even though there might have been safety on the inside, those on the outside didn't experience that. There's a difference in those that are under his wings. And notice what he said, that God today wants to protect us in such a way that's sacrificial. For he said, he shall cover thee, that's like under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. Uh, that just means, I like what he says, a shield and a buckler. You know what the difference in those two, the shield and the buckler is? A shield is like a fortress. A buckler is like a, a, a small shield that you'll take with you. Let me see if I can put that a little bit different. There's one thing in being a house that's fortified and you're safe. 
But when you have to go, you've got to take something that's portable with you. You have to take a shield and a buckler, something that you can take out with you. Let me tell you something. Do not leave this church house this morning empty-handed. Do not leave this church house empty-handed. Do you feel safe in here? And I'm not talking about just from evil and mean people and, and wrongdoings that are out there. I'm talking about safe that we can worship and praise and honor Him. But when we go out there, don't leave empty handed. Take your buckler there with you. Take a shield there with you that you might go out. For He says, not only is He that shield, but He also says that He is our buckler, which means it is a smaller, more portable shield today. Folks, today we can't take this church building with us. We're not always going to be around each other. Even though this is a safer place, we still can be safe out in this world. Why? He said, for he, he's going to give us his truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. Let's read on down what he says in the fifth verse. When do you ever fear and find the most uneasy times in your life. Is it dark? Maybe I should just ask you. Do you ever feel uneasy at night? You don't know what you're stepping on. You don't know where you're stepping at. You don't know what critters and what people are all around. You just don't know anything about it. He says, Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor the arrow that flieth by day. In other words, these things that are coming after you to try to hurt you, he says, you're fine. You're, God's going to protect you. Notice what he says. He says, Nor in the pestilence that walketh in the darkness nor for destruction that wasteth at noonday. He said, when all these things are over and done with, he said, you're going to be safe and secure. And notice what he says in that seventh verse there. God's going to keep us to where we're just untouched. A thousand shall fall at thy side. He didn't say they're going to bounce off of you or they're going to come to you and they're going to attack you and he's going to pull them off. He said, they're going to get all the way to you. Now that... Falling by my side, territorial speaking, we talk about a personal space three feet around us. He said they've got all the way as close to you as they could. He said, but they're going to fall at your side. Folks, today, have you ever seen how close that God, and I don't say God allows, but have you ever seen how, how close that all these hurtful things, all the harmful things get to you, and all of a sudden, it's just like a shield around you, and they can't hurt you. They're falling at your side. All these things that people are facing. All the, the addictions, all the ever concerns and all the sicknesses and all the heartaches, all the troubles, all the things that people have ever had. Here they come at them and they're falling at their side. Sometimes I just stop in my life and I look around me at all the evil that is around me that God has allowed not to harm me. Not to say in the next one that comes along is not going to get me. But over and over again it just seems like they come and they attack. And you know what God does? God says enough. You cannot harm him. You cannot touch him. He is protected. God protects me and that's what he does. And he says, he says a thousand shall fall at thy side. He said is that not enough for you? That's a lot. But is that not enough for you? He said 10,000 at your right hand. He said, just look all around you at the multitudes, on top of multitudes, on top of multitudes that I protected you. For all the world that sees the evil that's coming after him, I want to say, take your eyes from looking up and look right down beside you. Look at what God has brought you from. Look at what God has delivered you from. Look at what God has protected you from. He said, a thousand shall fall, he said. Uh, today he said at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand but it shall not come nigh to 
thee. I love that, how that they said they cannot harm you, they cannot touch you. But I want to hurry along right quick, and I want to read just a few more verses in Psalm 91. What have you committed unto God that we read to you there in the beginning where, where, where Paul told young Timothy, he says, uh, he says uh, For these things which I suffer, these things, nevertheless I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and now persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Psalms 91, notice what he says here in the ninth verse. Because thou hast made the Lord... Which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. In other words, that's where I like to dwell. Some people like to dwell. I don't know what, what good word I want to use. They want to dwell in turmoil. Some people just want to dwell in that. Folks, I don't know about you. I don't want to dwell in turmoil. I want to dwell in peace. I want to dwell in peace. I'm not a, I, I, I want to dwell in those type places. He says, I want to dwell with God. Notice what he says in the 10th verse. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Oh me, here it goes. He says God's going to protect us. God's going to take care of us. He said no matter what it is that we face, God's going to take care of all of these things. But notice what he says here uh, now beginning in this uh, 11th verse. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Not 99.9%. He said all of it. They shall bear thee up in their hands. You know what that means, don't you? He says, they're going to lift you up. They're, they're going to help you. You ever, you ever believe that somehow people say, I don't know how it happened. It just did. You know what? God lifts up. He provides these things. He shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. In other words, they're going to take care of you unless you try to resist them and say, no, you can't do that. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder and the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. But I want to look at the promises of the Lord here in these last few verses. Do you think God protects you? Because He hath set His love upon me. Therefore will I deliver Him. I will set Him on high because He hath known my name. Oh, folks, that ought to make every one of us shouting this morning. For God is protecting us not just because he's taking care of you because you're sitting beside this person. He's taking care of you because you had a good aunt in your life or you had good grandparents. God's taking care of you because you're you. That's what God's doing. And he says, because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. Folks, today, how many of you this morning can stand up and say, God has put his love upon me. God's protected me. God took hurt and he took it away from me. God took circumstances uh, that, that was befalling me. He removed them. God took this time in my life where there's an emptiness and he took it away from me and he filled it up. You, can you think of all the things in your life that have fallen that God, because his love is upon you, and he said, because of that, I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me. God said, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Those who love the Lord, those who call upon the Lord, he said, I'm going to take care of them just like they take care of me. He said, with long life will I satisfy him. And show him my salvation with long life. Today, folks, if church for an hour or two on Sunday morning is where we found our peace and happiness, 
what would it be like all the other days of the week? But God said, I don't want you to just experience it for a little while. He said, I want you to experience all the day, every single day. I love going to church. But you know what I found out is that God's with me on a Thursday night just like he is on a Sunday morning. God's everywhere. God protects us and he keeps us. Sometimes we don't even know it. When I see a parent take something away from a child, they don't even know it. But they are protecting that child. How many things in our life has God protected us from? And we didn't even know it until all of a sudden we looked down to our side and we saw they fallen. We looked down to our right hand and all of a sudden there's 10,000 of them there. I don't know about you, but that's more than one a day for me. God over and over and over again protects us. Why? Because I'm going to go back to this verse and I'm going to hush in just a minute. Paul and all of his hurt that he was going through, how that he was going to endure in his exhortation for young Timothy to endure. The 11th verse, he says, I'm appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. He knew there was pain coming with that. He says, for the which cause, we talked about that in Sunday school, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed. Anybody here ashamed that you hurt? No, because that's part of it, but God protects us. But for Christ, I know in whom I have believed, and I am persuaded. Are you under attack? 911, what are you going to do? Psalms 91 and 1, what are you going to do? You're going to dwell in the shadow of the Almighty? He says, I know him and I believed. I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Have you given it to God? Whatever it is that you're facing in life, have you given it to God? For I believe in this, God protects. I want us to get a song this morning.